Hey, all you beautiful souls, and welcome to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. My name is Shalane Carter. I'm your host. I'm also a personal trainer, yoga teacher, meditation guide, and spiritual leader. This podcast is the perfect convergence of all things health, wellness, yoga, and spirituality, and really learning to break through limitations and open yourself and your spirit up to receiving all the abundance the universe has to offer. Each week, along with myself and many other awesome guests, you'll begin to expand your knowledge and insight on how to level up and step into your highest self. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back, everyone, to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. I'm your host, Shalane Carter, and I am so incredibly grateful that you're here, first of all, and I think it is such a poignant time that we are listening to podcasts, that we are um, consuming healing tools and medicine for our soul. And today we're going to be talking about the sister wound the in conjunction with the rise of the divine feminine energy within our culture right now. So this is the second part of um, my podcasting that I'm sharing of the lessons that I learned uh, while I was in Sedona. So I recently visited Sedona, Arizona. It's an incredible, incredibly um, high frequency um, spot on the planet. Uh, So Sedona is actually under a lot of the red rock that you see there. Um, there is actually clear quartz, which is a high frequency stone. It also amplifies energy. So um, lots of vortexes and um, points in Sedona that people feel um, very, very different. There's literally reactions that happen inside of their body. So very, very much a space that I was like, how have I not been to this? Mind you, it's only a a short drive from where I live. So um, got my girlfriends together and we went. And what came up for me while I was there was very interesting. And I feel like a lot of you could relate, which is why I'm recording this podcast. So if you do relate to this while you're listening, please take a screenshot, share it to Instagram, tag me at Shalane Carter. Um, because you're not, I know I'm not the only one experiencing this. Um, I've worked through it with clients. I've seen it show up in so many different friendships and relationships. And if you are a woman that says, you know, women are always so catty, so bitchy. I get along better with men. Um, I have a hard time relating to women. I have a hard time finding my, my tribe, my people, um, a good community that I feel loved and accepted, especially by women. Then this is the podcast for you. You are in the right place and I am happy to have you here. So let's just kind of dive in. Um, first to speak about the, the divine feminine rise, um, that's happening within our collective. So right now, the when I speak about the feminine, I don't necessarily mean girl, woman. Um, that's not what I'm talking about. Feminine energy is a energy of creation, creativity. It's more flowing. It's more spontaneous. Um, this is why uh, like the sun is often attributed to the masculine and the moon to the feminine because the moon actually goes through a 28 day cycle like women do. We are, um, the feminine is a much more cyclical nature. It is the changing of the seasons. It is, you know, all of these things that, that isn't super structured, isn't super regimented. 
um, but really honors the natural evolution and flow of life. And so when I say the rise of the divine feminine, we have lived in a um, patriarchal, uh, kind of wounded masculine society. Um, You see this in the way that, um, oh my gosh, so many things. Like really, I was actually watching a, I can't remember who, uh, somebody was sharing about, I wish I could recall what it is called right off the top of my head, but um, it's basically where when you watch a movie, you identify, there are like five factors where you identify, you know, is uh, one of the main characters um, a woman? Um, does she have like a, a, a name? Is there more than one like female role basically that's um, working in the main scene? Is that woman always, is it always about a man or overcoming something that has to do with a man? And I can't remember what the other one, the other few were, but um, when you really look at all of the films, the list is astronomical. It is, I I can't remember the percentage, I want to say it's roughly around like um, 87% or something like that of movies are all based on men. And women do not play a large role. If you look at the way that our even the way that women are paid compared to men. Yes, we are paid more fairly. Yes, there is a rise happening, but it has really only started to happen the past few decades and really gained some traction and momentum the past, I would say, decade. Um, so the the rise of feminine energy is actually fairly new in the grand scheme of things. If you look at centuries of, again, like heavy patriarchal society, heavy, heavy in the masculine, you know, women couldn't own property, couldn't, um, women had no rights to their children um, up until really the past, I can't remember the exact date. Guys, my memory's so great today. (laughs) Sarcasm. Um, But until the past few decades, right? So what we're experiencing now is this rise of honoring feelings, understanding that every single person experiences emotion and the divine feminine is the balance to the masculine. The masculine needs, when you are too heavy in the masculine, you experience a lot of rigidity. You experience a lot of, and this is more of the wounded masculine, again, a lot of, you know, it's my way or the highway, um, very egotistical, very forcing of opinions. Um, So, not the masculine in general, but again, the wounded masculine when it's out of balance and it doesn't have the feminine balance to it. Um, The balanced masculine looks more like um, protective and very much honors the feminine, honors the natural nature of of life and seasons of life um, and does a great job creating some type of structure, some type of stability, but also if that needs to change, being fluid with it, okay? So I wanted to explain that to you guys because for many of us, we are, we have recently really become more aware of the masculine imbalance, right? That we live, this is where, you know, this is the hustle culture. This is honestly, the wounded masculine is working a nine to five and a job that you hate just so that you can keep benefits. Um, Because the masculine energy says, this is safety. Um, if you honored both, you would know that you always create safety. So if that job is something that lights you up and feels very purposeful for you, the 
you know, benefits and the health care would be a bonus. It would not be the reason that you stay in misery. So honoring the feminine honors actually what you feel and it honors your your unique energetic signature much, much more when it's imbalanced with the masculine. So you can't really have one without the other. And when they are out of balance, you're going to notice that you almost like feel like you should struggle. You feel like, why are things so hard? I have to push, push, push. The feminine allows the creativity and the flow and and the natural evolution, um, which is uh, magnetic for creating more of that, right? Because you're not resisting the way it should come. And as a woman and as somebody who um, I very much identify that I always I always get along with men better. It is easier for me to chop it up. Um, it is easier for me to have conversations. Um, I, for whatever reason, I think because I've always been a role, I'm, I'm the oldest child. Um, I also have always been a single parent. So I've played both the masculine and feminine roles. My mom um, was married, but my stepdad was not involved really at all. Um, he had his own bedroom. Um, that was also his office. He like never came out. And so I stepped in quite frequently as like the supporting like parental role. Um, hey, can you do this? Can you run the kids here? Can you pick the-? like a lot of those types of things happened. And so I've always been kind of this more direct, um, a little more sarcastic and was had a very difficult time kind of navigating, actually embracing my feminine energy because I recognized I identified so much with that. Now, what happened then was I attracted friendships who also mirrored what I was experiencing, right? Like friendships that definitely the wounded masculine was showing up in their lives. And I, and I see that now, um, after this trip, because the types of friendships that I attracted were always very similar. So when I say the sister wound, um, I don't actually mean like biological sisters, but, um, so if my sisters are listening to this, like, I love you, this is not (laughs) directed at you. It's directed in general as how you relate to women. Um, I recognize that I did not attract friendships that allowed for vulnerability, that allowed for playfulness, that allowed for um, me to also be nurtured. I was always the more masculine and I didn't attract friendships that I like they, we were both unequal in our masculine and feminine energy. So neither one of us could recognize the imbalance of, of feminine energy. So I went on this trip with some of my girlfriends. I've never been on a trip with either one of them. Um, loved them dearly and met them through, um, mutual friends, um, mutual, just, we kind of, uh, live in the same area, lots of the same things. We are part of, uh, an energy healing group and, Um, was really kind of how we developed a a deeper bond and we went on this trip and I recognized and here is where a lot of um, healing comes for most people Um, this is where it starts 
is you recognize a feeling and an emotion that is uncomfortable, but instead of being reactive and identifying with that uncomfortability and then placing an emotion that is attached to it, you actually get observant. Why do I feel this way? So I noticed um, we're all kind of like lots of joking, lots of lot. I had a wonderful time. So I honestly laughed until my belly hurt, until my face hurt. I had a phenomenal time. Um, what was interesting in there is there were moments where I felt this uncomfortability of like it was okay for me to be uh, playful. It was okay for me to be passive. Like I didn't have to um, be in charge. I didn't have to, um, you know, have it all together. I didn't have to. Uh, and there was like a sh- an equal energetic exchange between all of us. Um, which felt very different and new. And I could feel that something was off. And almost when it for the first time I, I noticed it, I was like, is this jealousy? Because again, when there's, there's several different people, I'm like, am I, I don't, this doesn't feel jealousy, but it feels like I want to be a part of this. And so I didn't, I, I didn't attach an emotion to it. I didn't attach a label. I didn't attach something that then would confine how I looked at this uncomfortability. What I did is I continued to lean into, okay, I want more of this. Like I recognize like there's this like draw for me. Okay, so I, I want more of this friendship. I want more of this, this dynamic that we're having right now. Okay, continue to take action, continue to be playful, continue to be silly, continue to, you know, very much living in the moment, not worrying about, you know, getting somewhere, being on time, doing all the things like there, like no rigid schedule, um, and that being okay. There, it was really kind of what felt good. It was fluid conversation. It was talking to strangers next to us at dinner and not having to lead the conversation. I could actually sit back and be a little bit more of an observer, right? So that is the feminine there, like stepping back and allowing somebody else to take the more masculine reins of creating engaging conversation and not always feeling like you have to do that. Um, or that you need to be a part of it and need to, you know, have your say all the time. So that way you don't feel left out. I felt totally engaged in a very unique way. Um, and it was so, so, so good for my healing. This was something I had never recognized before. I recognized I had, I always got along better with men. I recognized I had a little bit hard time opening up to women and stuff like that. But I honestly thought it was some of my um, being able to effectively emotionally communicate um, because that's shown up in my, like my lover partnerships. And so I, I assumed that this was just carrying over into, to, with women. And so going on this trip actually allowed me to identify, no, it's actually the, the honoring of both the masculine and feminine within friendships and <coughs> excuse me celebrating their high vibrational experience and allowing me to be who I was and 
not feeling like I always needed to, you know, have it all together, that I always needed to say something, that I always needed to be the funny one, that I always needed to keep a schedule, that I always needed to, like, none of these things were happening and they were taking some of those reins. So on one hand, if I would have initially identified this uncomfortability with an emotion, it would have ruined my trip. <laughs> it would have ruined, not ruined, but it definitely would have put, I think, a, a sour a sour taste for my friendships. And instead, I recognized that, that jealousy was not technically what I was feeling. But because prior to this, experiences that I've had, I've allowed jealousy to be attached to that uncomfortability. That was my first instinct, is when I was met with somebody with the same vibration, with a higher, uh, a higher state of awareness and consciousness and a better balance of their energetic genetic body, the balance of their masculine and feminine, um, I was then allowed to allow my feminine to come out. I was then allowed to, again, be more playful, less structured, less rigid. I could relax. And prior, it felt like I was... Um, uh, like being left out if I wasn't again like asserting this more dominant energy and it was a very much an eye-opener because if you look at your life hey I want you to look at some of your relationships look at your dynamics Look at behaviors, um, look at, okay, when you leave that experience with that friend, do you feel similar in other friendships? Why is that? When you, again, experience like something like this, that, you know, new friendships, new whatever, and you're like, well, this feels different. Do you automatically label it? Well, I must just, I just, you know, I have a hard time getting along with women or I feel threatened or um, these things like, do you automatically label it as some type of emotion? Do you have the ability to actually extract the uncomfortability, extract your thinking logical brain and actually feel into what you're experiencing? It was the first time in my life that I really felt my divine feminine lead so much more. Not, okay, I wouldn't say first time, but something that I, the first time I was really aware of it within friendships in that way. It was the first time I recognized these women are very much, when, when they say you are the five people that you surround yourself with, these two women are the kind of vibrational match that I want to be at. I want to soak up more of what they're they're putting out there. Like I want more, you know, I, even though I recognize that was uncomfortable, I loved it because it allowed me to be like, you're not jealous. You're just, you're seeing that it's okay to allow this, you know, more dominant trait, this more, again, needing to control, needing to have structure, needing to make sure like, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, I let, I was like, you can drive, like, I was like, and I typically like to drive because I, I like to have a little bit more control, 
And I was like, you can drive. I'll even sit. I sat in the back seat, guys. Like, if that isn't relinquishing control, I don't know what is. <laughs> um, but it felt different. But it also felt good. And But it could have easily flipped to the other side. And I want... I wanted to do a whole podcast just dedicated to the sister wound because I think so often we actually stop ourselves from having connection and friendships and um, finding our our soul family and our soul tribe, like our community of women, because we are so afraid to let go of how we've behaved before. We are so afraid for people to see us. We are so afraid to let somebody else take the reins and trust them. We as a collective have this this inner battle of trust, especially as women. Men as well. But for long periods of time, we were told an experience that we were Our living experience was we don't deserve anything. We are not worthy if we do not have a man as a partner. And what's happening is there's this beautiful exoneration of the divine feminine happening. And so we are allowed to both be the CEO and the nurturing mother and the girlfriend that dances until 12 a.m. And you know, can salsa and has fun and can let go and can be silly. I can be all of those things. And one does not take away from the other. We're seeing the surge of like women's circles and women's only groups, not because, you you know, we're trying to leave out men, but really that we're trying to allow the divine feminine to rise, to create the sisterhoods, to repair friendships and our wounds and hangups around what it means to be friends with other women. And my experience in Sedona is such a testament to what that actually means when applied to your life. Because it will feel uncomfortable. It's like when, you know, you know, that ex that like you texts you out of nowhere, like, hey, just thinking about you. And you're like, fuck again. But okay, I'm I'm just going to, I'm going to text him back. This is one of those moments. Again, instead of, instead of reverting automatically back to the jealousy or the, you know, walls coming up and, that, you know, having to be a, uh, you know, a hard ass or, or whatever, like letting your walls down, not, not clinging on to jealousy, not clinging on to separation, not clinging on to ego. Allow your inner child to come out to be seen. That is truly allowing the, the divine feminine to bask in, in glory right along the masculine, right? Like they can both be there. One does not take away from the other. They really support one another. And I think it's important to recognize that, that a lot of us do sit with a sister wound. Even if we have great families, even if we have great relationships with our sisters, right? Our biological sisters, Look at your your friendships. Look at your soul family that you've called into your life, your friendships. What's the dynamic like 
is a lot of your dynamic in most of your relationships the same? Do you see, do you have a tendency to attract drama? Do you always feel like your friends let you down? You need to take responsibility for your energy and what you're actually bringing to the friendship because it is a two-way street. If your friends are constantly like, you feel like they're constantly betraying you or like you have a hard time with those having keeping those friendships, why is that? The best thing that you can always do for your healing and to really allow yourself to be the best, you are the best healer for yourself. Self-healing can happen instantly and radically, but you have to be curious as to why you do the things you do. Why do you behave the way that you behave? Why do you keep seeing these patterns and these experiences rise up? And then once you see the pattern, you get curious as to why, and then you have to choose differently. And this is usually where people struggle. Because the hardest part, you can think all that you want, but until you start taking the action and implementing the habits and implementing the healing tools into your physical living life, because again, we are spirits having a human experience, you have to apply it to the human experience. You can't just say all these affirmations and then continue behavior that contradicts your affirmations and expect to manifest what you want to manifest these great relationships. If the behavior that you're doing now got you to where you are, you have to change the behavior. It does start with thoughts. It does start with things. But if you notice when I felt that, what was the first thing? I did not identify with the emotion and instead I got curious. Why am I feeling this way? Allow that feeling to happen. It's okay for it to just be uncomfortable. You're not going to die, I promise. You're not going to die from a little uncomfortability. Honor your feelings. Honor what's actually happening in your body. Honor that you can experience something like that and not label it right away. Instead, be like, I wonder, you know, why was I, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel uncomfortable? Again, I'm not going to say jealous. Why do I feel uncomfortable? This is new. What is this trying to teach me? Ask your body. When you get curious about those things, it allows the change to happen. That's when you can call in those friendships. I was actually talking on the trip to one of the girls and we were talking about, um, she was like, I feel like I manifested these friendships. And I was like, oh my gosh, me too. I, my fiance and I had talked about it many times that, you know, that I wanted to expand my friendships. I wanted, you know, I had similar to when I manifested him, I had a, a things that I wanted in a friendship that allowed me to be the best version of me within the friendship. And I really feel like this trip allowed me to identify, okay, the best version of you is a lot more fucking playful, like go with it. <laughs> but I had to recognize that that made me uncomfortable at first. So if you are somebody who does identify with a sister wound, if you have a hard time relating to women, you feel like women are catty, you feel like you have a hard time keeping female friendships, um, ask yourself why. 
And at the same time, look at what role you play in all of these experiences. Why are you attracting these friendships? Because your friendships are a mirror. They're showing you something. What are they showing you? Are they showing you that you need to honor your feelings? That it's okay to be silly and it's okay to be playful and it's okay to be like, you hurt my feelings when you said that. I love you as a friend and I know you didn't intentionally mean that. Instead of giving your friend the cold shoulder or instead of having a a yelling match or an argument, is it just that you're feeling hurt? You are feeling unheard and you need to express your emotions? But your programming is to resort to an argument or I'm just going to cut her off. Like, so much drama. Right? The, the magic happens when we get curious. The healing happens when we get curious about why we're feeling the way that we feel without actually identifying it as feel, that feeling, that jealousy is a part of us. It's something I'm experiencing. It's not who I am. Right? And even the feeling of jealousy. Is this truly jealousy? No. This is just uncomfortability. But in past, I would identify this and I would claim it. I'm no longer claiming things that don't resonate at, with the highest version of myself. And so when, what is my, the highest version of myself feeling? Ask yourself that. This is, when I work with my clients, this is a lot of times we're just not taught to lean into what we feel. We're taught to try and think our way through things. So instead, ask yourself, like, if I felt my way through this and I followed what I was feeling and I didn't, you know, go through nine different scenarios before, um, you know, I had the, the hard conversation, what would that first conversation look like? It would look like you hurt my feelings. It wouldn't look like anger. It would look like hurt. And so how can we, you know, begin to identify instead what we're experiencing and behave differently. Heal the sister wound. Rise with the divine feminine. Allow a more fluid experience in your life, more spontaneity, more playfulness. That's all the divine feminine coming out and we all have it. And it's okay to let her out. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I feel like there are so many of you that can relate. So if you do relate and if you really loved it and you were like, oh, yes, please write a review. Write a review on iTunes, on Spotify. Again, you can always take a screenshot of yourself listening to this, throw it up on your Instagram stories and tag me at Shalane Carter. Um, I love to see you guys listening. I love to see your takeaways and it really helps me know what you're needing. So um, I'm here for your healing. I'm here to support you. So I love you so much. Cheers. Thank you.